The opinions expressed on this program are those of the host or guest and should not be interpreted as statement of fact. Or guest host. Independent fact-checking and correction <laughs> are encouraged. Can we get a cup of coffee in here, please? Fuck. I already said fuck once. Throw another fuck in there. That's the second fuck of the day. And one more for good luck. Ah, oh, fuck. Damn good coffee and hot. Well, if I'm being honest, and I try to be honest whenever I can on this program, the coffee is not damn good it's hot but it's not damn good guess why that's right the wife made the coffee today wife is not doing well she's got some things going on not feeling well got up at five o'clock this morning and made brown water and that always starts my day off on the wrong wrong foot good morning folks it is tuesday july 19th 2022 and I'm giving up. I'm giving up. I'm giving up. I'm giving out. I'm giving over all of that. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, I got two words for you. Don't. That's one word. One word. I got one word for you. Don't. It's nothing but heartache. Nothing but aggravation. Nothing but fucking hate mail. Weird stalkers fucking with you. You try to do something, I don't know, positive, and all you get is a bunch of fucking weirdo, lonely, desperate, creepy motherfuckers sending you hate mail, trolling you, private messages, weird fuckers. It's like people have no life, and they'll resent you for trying to do anything with your life. And so, you know, there's a guy who's been been in the chat room a couple of days now with some negative shit. And I did a uh, check on him to see he was trolling everybody who does this live streams on YouTube. Just goes to their live stream to leave negative shit in the comment section whenever he can. And not like he's really there for anything other than cause trouble. And he does it to... Probably 20 or 30 people for two minutes at a time. And then he emails people, if he can get the email, he emails me anyway, with how much he hates what I'm doing. Well, my first response was, to that was, I guess what, I, I have a solution for you. Don't watch, don't listen. I absolve you. You don't have to come tomorrow and don't have to check it out. That just makes them matter, and more ugly emails come to follow that. So you ignore them, and it just gets more and more. Because the desperate, lonely, needy, empty lives out there makes you feel like giving up. On top of that, I get probably a dozen 
hate mails a day about stuff I said on either podcast, morning, evening. Sometimes it's disagreeing with me. Sometimes it's disagreeing with the guest. This shit is just, it's temporary. It's, it's here and gone, folks. And to, to let, to be motivated enough by something I said or a guest said that you feel like you have to pen a long letter. I'm going to read some of these tomorrow I'm, or one day this week. I'm going to put together a best of worst fucking emails that I get. I think people will be shocked to see the amount of crap I get. So if, if you're thinking about podcasting, I have two words for you. Don't. I say don't twice to make it two words. Don't, don't. Also, <laughs> if you're thinking about writing a book and self-publishing a book, I have two words for you. Don't. Don't. Don't, don't. Don't, don't, don't. That's a lot of don'ts. All right. It's the same word over and over again, but it's a word that you shouldn't do it. Why? Man, it's a bunch of aggravation, especially the first one. The formatting, the editing, all the crap going back. I had a, a guest on last night who was expert in self-publishing, but she does it for business purposes, not necessarily memoirs, not necessarily uh, novels and things like that. But the principles are pretty much the same. It's just a clusterfuck of aggravation. It's it's you think writing a book should be an enjoyable process, and maybe it is. Well, for me, it wasn't. It was really like forced labor, uh, and I mean, when I say forced labor, I mean having to birth a child. <laughs> but um, that's the easiest part of it. Then comes all the bullshit of getting it published. It, it's soul crushing. I don't know how people do it. I got to give credit. Well, some people, not naming names, just pay money to other people, like big money to do it. If you're on Black Rose Publishing, for example, you pay them $5,000, they'll do all the publishing, and they'll sell you, they force you to buy your own books, like 75 copies of your own books, just to make it even more profitable for them. That's what they do. Um, so the whole process of the book stuff, the drag. And so it, my book will not be out Labor Day weekend. Looking more like a Halloween release at this point. Can't wait to just get it out there and get it done with and just goodbye. Get get going. So I'm not feeling it, man. I'm I'm Mr. Negative today. I'm I'm uh, Negative Nancy. <laughs> How are you doing? Uh, I'm gonna go check out what the what's happening in the uh, chat rooms there. Uh, Dean is with us. Dean will be with us tomorrow as a guest co-host uh, tomorrow, and that will be good to see him. Kelly's with us uh, tomorrow as a guest co-host. Yeah, you, you pop in there and you leave me on in the background. What a terrible, rude thing to do. Yeah. 
And he's apologized. I was waiting for a good fucking segue point to jump in, but he was. He There's was doing no so fucking well. good. It's lucid and diarrhea through a goose. Yeah, I but he was know. doing such a good job at like, you know, depressing everyone uh, with <laughs> hate mail. I thought, fuck it, this is it. Yeah, it may be an online death experience, but um, shit, what's what's going on? People throwing shit your direction, boy. All the time. I mean, the hate mail's nothing new. It's just it get it, it gets to be a fucking job just fucking having to delete all the hate mails. So I've gotten to the point where I don't even read them. But this, this you know, when it comes down to people in uh, various different chat rooms coming just to cause shit. Yeah. And I just, the old me is still alive somewhere within me that just wants to fucking find out where the guy lives, drive to his house, pull him out of his front door, beat him, beat the shit out of him on his front lawn in front yeah. of his wife and kids. I'm just going to say, in front of his family, to really fucking send a message, yeah. yeah. He probably doesn't have a wife and kids. He probably lives in his mom's basement, if that. Yeah. Well, uh, he probably does have a family, but it's probably, like, um, online-based, like the, like the Sims game, where he's got to pay, like, a premium to, like, live in this fucking virtual world of nonsense. Yeah. Probably an incel as well. Right. So you guys doing the show today? No, Thursday you've got Dykes and Man. Thursday, I think Thursday. next you I keep think... switching it around. Who knows what you fucking guys? Yeah. No, Thursday is the, the main day. It's just now we have had to shuffle a few over the last few weeks or so. It's, just, it's been fucking hectic. But I, I think a week Tuesday, I think we're doing last rights. I think we're doing a a movie thon with Brett Brock. Um we're gonna watch like the Predator and we're just gonna do fucking Oh comedy. yeah, I saw that, yeah. So what? How does that going to work? People have to get get it queued up, and everybody hit the start button at the same time. Yeah. So pretty much, we're just going to say, right, the podcast starts at fucking six or seven, and then we'll probably have uh, about twenty minutes or so of just um, having having a chat, get people get their asses comfortable in seats, and then we're just going to fucking hit play. And um, yeah, it's going to work. It. It's not going to work. Well, what we'll do, we are, we're going to watch you and have fun, right? So whether people are able to chime in and do it at the same time as us, great. But I think the idea is me, Brock, and Carl, at least, are going to be sort of synced up anyway. But it's it, it's it's going to be a, a big learning curve for us. It's going to be fun, though. It's going to be good. Yeah, the production thing could work. It could work really good. But here's how I think it would work best. We need input. Uh... If you guys could now take it off off the public feed and tell people there's a private feed, give people a private link. So if you're going to YouTube or Twitch, you can stream it so that they can actually watch it with you. You know, there's one feed, one one start, and everybody sees the movie, like in in the three screen. You know, every the three commenters over to the side, and the movie's in the main box. Like in StreamYard, you do it as a private thing, and you don't get banged or, or or punished for the copyright infringement or any of that stuff because it's private. It's not going yeah. out. Well, th- this was the 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 the, uh, the thing we were discussing where we where we mentioned it going back like end of last, early this year was how can we get other people to see it uh, without being uh, taken down for copyright. So if there's a way around that, great. Obviously, we can yeah. You basically just put, uh, set everything to private and then send out the private link to anybody you wanted. Uh, you know, to even you can even put out the private link oh, sure. to the public. Yeah. Yeah, and like 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 a Patreon thing that's free. You know that. Right. Kind okay. Of thing. Right. That's that sounds like a good fucking show. Yeah. Because I think otherwise it would have been 
Yeah, because you'd be blowing it. Like, it will be out of sync, so you guys will be reacting to something that somebody hasn't seen yet. That would be all. Yeah. That's, you know, it's... it's Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Because we ideally want to do it live because we want to see the comments from other people as well. Um, I think one of these things would probably work as a pre-recorded session so we can obviously get in there and edit out the crap and whatever. But obviously, yeah, if there's a way of doing it, like... Like you said, like like a like a free Patreon to send out links to people. Uh, that might be the better way to do it. Yeah, Kelly. But, uh, Kelly says you can do a watch party on Twitch with Amazon. So anything that's on Amazon, I guess you can play through Twitch. I did not know about that. Um, I think it is on. It's on Amazon Prime. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, it is on Amazon. Um, I, even if I got to pay for it, because I think what I will do, I would probably buy the film, but I will download it to my laptop so there's no glitching within the film because that's another obstacle as well is if I'm going to be on a podcast and streaming a film at the same time, obviously my bandwidth is probably going to fucking... Yeah, we should, we should look into this uh, watch party on Twitch. I think you can do something like that. She's right. I just don't remember how you do it, but it seems, seems like a good way to go because then they cover you with all that stuff. Chad has done them as long as you have prime, yeah. That's yeah, cool. Think. So, did, I wonder if it's the same rules apply for, uh, uh, like, uh, what Chad Chank does. He does the gaming online, and that's obviously you've got a full camera on the game. Um, yeah, but no, I, I don't think there's any copyright issues with with with, with games being streamed live. But yeah. I, I don't know what the, the the legalities are around it. But um, yeah. Yeah, that's probably the best way to do it. Because yeah, that that just playing it, I think you, you'd have some real like, oh, hey, wait a minute, I'm they're reacting to something I haven't seen yet. No matter how close everybody hits that start button. Together. Yeah, it's gonna be fucking something's gonna be yeah. Yeah, and and there's different delay issues. You don't notice them when you're talking, but uh, if you were trying to play music, you'd notice there's big delay issues, and it's it's different with everybody. So everybody would be slightly out of sync all over. Where depending on where they are, yeah. Um, well, we we learned that lesson from uh, the Podathon as well, didn't we? Where there was a bit of a delay on some uh, some guests who were on, just slight delay. I don't think it was yeah. nothing excessive, but if you're doing like a movie thon, then yeah, it's gonna cause it's gonna be a bit of a bitch. Yeah. What's going on with this Edinburgh thing? You're going there to perform? Yeah, I got three. Um, me and a comic friend of mine, Tommy Smith, we've um, we, we're closing three of his nights. Um, so the, the good thing is his comedy show is called Wrong Comedy. And uh, when me and Tommy started doing comedy together back in 2019, we basically got branded as the wrong comedy, the, the wrong ends. <laughs> so to fit into a, a comedy, uh, you know, uh, called uh, Wrong Comedy is just absolutely fitting. Um, he's all, he also said, he said, um, um, my spies where you guys live have told me that you are perfect for this uh for this gig so we just gotta take that for what it's worth and uh but i'm looking for because carl knows this guy bob walsh carl knows him quite well so um he's a pretty cool guy by all accounts so i'm looking forward to meeting him having a few drinks you know uh this this uh evil and guy he's he's blocked he's gone that one one of the dickheads i was talking about was just here i just fucking blocked them he'll probably find a way to back in uh evil vil- villain o2 yeah i i saw him pop in uh, a few times on the chats over the last uh couple i had no idea who he he's is. a dickhead he's on everybody's uh live stream just goes there to, to you know cause shit yeah, um, he's like one of those guys who turns up to a comedy club just to fucking heckle. 
and just uh, think he's going to be the best. In the he crowd. can't. He can't afford to get in a comedy club. Oh, there we go. And that's why he's uh, stuck on uh, a it's, free stream. Two on drink you. minimum would break him. That was more than he makes in a year. Yeah. Um, so ha- this Edinburgh thing is pretty big, right? There's going to be, you know, uh, quite a few people there. Uh, yeah, the Edinburgh Fringe Festival is fucking huge. Um, it's it's one of the biggest fucking arts festivals. I think one of the biggest arts festivals, uh, I want to say the world, but definitely in Europe. Oh, so it's, it's not uh, just comedy festivals, there's music? No, in- yeah, there's music, there's jugglers, there's fucking all sorts. Because I've never been um, <laughs> Edinburgh for the full tw- 28 days of nothing, just arts. And um, people like rent out their garages, rent out their, their their living room spaces for people to perform, just to do anything they want to do. Like the whole of Edinburgh just turns into a fucking absolute like arts fucking town. You know, it's that's that's all it is for twenty eight days straight. Wow. But um, it's but apparently the the atmosphere the, there's there's nothing but a great atmosphere though. I've never heard one bad thing about the Edinburgh Fringe. It's always you know well well reviewed it's um i'm so fucking looking forward to doing it you know so you you've been there when you haven't performed you've gone you've gone to it as a spectator i've never been there never been to edinburgh <laughs> never been to scotland before um it's it looks absolutely fucking great though williams with this i put out a thing that i have no guest host today now i got like guest hosts cool. on facebook yeah. i got four other guys wanting to want to be on here this morning so it's like, ah, that's cool it's always good to know you yeah hey. Will, Conway, peace. I like the backdrop, man. It's good. Thank you. Thank you. What's going on with What's going on with you, William? You you're, uh, you get, you lost your job? Oh, man. Okay. So, you know, some people, it, you know what? It's probably a good thing. It's probably a good thing because it, it, it really frees me up to go on, like, to let this trip to the Midwest be going on the road. And uh, I'm just, I'm just gonna work, man. Like, like for real. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna, uh, I'm, I'm gonna beat the door down, basically. Uh, well, because, love the attitude. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is that you know, I had an argument with my boss, and it comes down to this is not the kind of stuff I'm meant for. I know what I'm meant for, and when you know what you're meant for, like, like it's real hard to do regular shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's me. It just becomes becomes so, like, aggravating. Like, every moment you're doing it, you're like, I'm wasting time that I could be doing something else. You know what I mean? To focus my career, to get my face out there. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, and and the way the world is, who knows how much time we actually have left. I got to get going. You know what I mean? No, that's a, I I I basically live by that every day. I say that you know, especially me, because I'm I'm significantly older, <laughs> supposed to be dead already. But no, I get it. No, I'm, but um, you know, it's always a it's it's a freeing thing. Believe me, I know I know exactly what you're going through. It's like yeah, now I'm free to do what I really want to do. But you know, nobody ever really enjoys getting their income taken away from them. And and all, all of a sudden, like that, so it's it's kind of right. depressing. Well, and I mean, so my wife, uh, you know, because the family has been working out here, and so my my wife talked to my boss, and you know, she 
she made it to where we could stay here, and my wife and son are just going to take over, and I'm really not the stuff that goes on. Uh, and, um, cool. So that's fine. I'm going to focus on my comedy. I got a lot. I got a few gigs coming up, um, which which I believe will definitely help me get more. And uh, you, need, you need to get a plane ticket over to Edinburgh. Go hang with Jamie and go do. Uh, yeah, come to the fringe, man. We'll fucking we'll hook up. We'll party. We'll do a bit of comedy. We'll ruin people's day. Yeah. We'll fucking. If I can get a passport, that'd be great. But I can't get a passport, so. <laughs> That's okay. Just get yourself a fucking rubber dinghy or an inflatable, man, and just um, hey. claim asylum, yeah. brother. Is is that true? Is because you're an ex-con, you can't get a passport? Is that the deal? Uh, no, because I, I owe back child support still is why I can't get a passport. And, uh, they basically don't want you leaving the country if you owe child support. So Really? Uh, there's a lot of things that you can't do. if you. But I left prison. I left prison owing $82,000 in child support. And now that number is around like 30000 or 40000 You know what I mean? So... I put a significant debt in the in the five years that I've been out. But well, they think you're gonna move to another country. I mean, obviously, if uh, whatever, I don't. I, I do think that it is uh, to avoid people evading their responsibility. Yeah, I do, I do think that's the main gist of it. Yeah. yeah. Well, you think if I I know in your case it's not criminality because that's why you can't get a passport but if you'd think if he was a criminal you'd think the united states would be like give this fucker a passport get him out of the country and it's a one-way yeah, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm pretty sure canada doesn't like i can't go to canada i'm pretty sure um no you don't need a passport to get to, oh yeah you do in some places yeah which is weird it's crazy to me that australia doesn't allow felons to come into the country because that's how the fucking that's how all the white people got there. It was, yeah. it was a fucking yeah. it was a it was a prison. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> Australia. I mean, all all the UK did was they dumped all their prisoners oh. in Australia, and oh. they dumped, you can't come in here. Well, the, May, the Mayflower oh, yeah. was pretty much that too. Well, it, it, I feel like that's a considering your roots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Yeah, I think the first, the Mayflower was mostly uh, criminals, but they were criminals of a different kind. I mean, religious criminals and all, you know, whatever, perse religious persecution. But a lot of those were seedy, seedy people too, the Mayflower people. Now we yeah. in America, we look at it like uh, Mayflower people were, I don't know, um, you know, upper crust, blue, you know, whatever they call that, you know, the, the upper class people. But they weren't, because Sydney Biddle Barrows, who was a the Mayflower madam, her family came over on the, the Mayflower. She was a, a socialite in, in New York, but she was also running a um, an escort for for rich people, escort service for rich people. But that's why they call it a Mayflower. Yeah. So really, the times weren't that different then. No, pretty much the same. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, uh, so yeah, no, I, I was concerned about you because I saw that because the thing that really concerned me was it said that you that the your place of residence was tied to your job, and when you lose your job, oh, that's a yeah. fucked up thing. Yeah, we <laughs> you lose your so, job and your home at the same well, time. Yeah, yeah. So I was really glad that I was really glad my wife was able to work that out. She's got more finesse than I do. 
Um, yeah, a lot of these things for anybody out there. A lot of these things, when it seems like the whole world just blew up on you, if you take a breath, take a step back, and start making some phone calls and be honest with people and say, listen, we got jammed up. I have every intention of making this right for you, but I need a little help here. Can you give, give me some you know, grace period or any of that kind of stuff? Most times people will work with you. Utility companies, landlords, and all that stuff, because it's easier to work with you than to go through an eviction process and find another good tenant and all that kind of stuff, you know, all that. So uh, yeah. keep that. And open communication, that helps a lot. You know what I mean? Being transparent with them, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that, that's the favor that you're doing yourself, you know? Yeah. yeah. But uh, I just, I don't know. Um, it's, I definitely think that it's, it was meant to happen. You know what I mean? Like, like, um, and then like also yesterday I found out that a relative of mine is going to help me do my ads for my shows so that we can really get some people in the door and, you know, reach our maximum potential audience on these shows coming up. Uh, which that'll be a real shot in the arm if we can do that. You know what I mean? Uh, help is always good, man. It's hard to do anything by yourself. Yeah. Yeah, especially if you've got a good, you know, support network, friends, family that can do some, you know, good admin stuff for you as well without charging, then you've got it. You've got it assessed. So, yeah. uh, Jamie, over in the UK, you got a heat wave going on, or, or is because uh, um, that's what I saw on Twitter, but you never yeah, know. It's, it's like it's like thirty degrees. It's, it's averaging between like twenty to thirty degrees Celsius, which in Fahrenheit is I don't fucking know. I'm not sure. <laughs> like it's oh. horrible. It's, you know, it, like I'm sitting down now and um, my my sweat is running through my shirt, like down my back. I, the sweat from my, uh, my my waistband is dripping down into my boxer shorts. My balls are getting stuck to my leg. Um, it's just like it's, it's like it's like basically going off the booze and the pills for like, you know, 48 hours and just like beads of just sweat, just like. Yeah, yeah, the sweat stuff, that's summer. I mean, uh, here, right now, uh, we are going through, like, a serious humidity situation. But it's like that every That's why they call July and August the dog days. Uh, William, you're going through that too, right? You you got a bit of a dry spell out there, though. No humidity. Oh, wait. Hold on, something just went really weird with your mic settings. Try that again. Something died. Okay. Everything okay? Yeah, yeah, fine. Okay. So we did have a lot of rain like the couple weeks before the 4th, and then it hasn't really rained much. Uh, we've had a lot of, like, lightning storms. Like, I see a lot of lightning, but we haven't gotten rain. Uh, but that's part of how you can tell it's super hot. That's heat lightning. Yeah, that's what we call that, yeah. heat lightning. We, we've had a... I say we we've had a drizzle today. Uh, within the last fifteen minutes, we had a bit of rain. I mean, it was a light light drizzle, but it. There's this smell in the air, you know that fucking smell when it's been dry for like days, and it's uh, yeah. And I, I think now the humidity is about forty eight percent humidity, so it's like just this. I I got out of the shower this morning, and I just couldn't dry. It was so fucking warm. The more I was wiping the towel, it was just fucking horrible. 
So I yeah, I played it. I played a gig the other day. It was ninety degrees and ninety five percent humidity. I play and they had me outdoors in the hot sun playing at a VA uh, Veterans Affairs, uh, and basically I was melting. I went through like I can't tell you probably six or seven shirts through through the whole just in an hour gig. It was it was brutal. I mean, just water just pouring off me. Uh, and that's every day here now until until probably mid August. That, that that's what it is. It always do. Yeah. It's always that the sweat is a fucking. I love so, summer. If I want to come to New York, I should wait till September. Is that what you think? That's what you see. Yeah. Well, it's not. So, I don't mind that if it's like on the because we play a lot of beach shows, and even though you're sweating, you get that cool breeze off it, and it's just yeah. like a great summer night. But when you're just standing in the hot sun melting and it's 95 percent humidity and you're just trying to and you're you're drinking water to kind of be keep your voice hydrated and all that kind of stuff man it it just pours out of you it's like you know pours off your head and all that kind of stuff yeah it's a different kind of if if, if you're by the sea you've got that beautiful breeze coming through as well and uh, it's any any beautiful place on the mediterranean all their little towns are basically designed to sort of you know, trap the the, the the breeze coming through. You got these old yeah. stone cold buildings, and they're just perfect. But in like the UK, it's not designed for for this. It's designed for keeping you dry and keeping you warm because of where we live. It's a rock. It's a yeah. Rock. The problem with all this weather talk is usually that we you know get this like hot chick with tits hanging out to yeah. the weather. And in front of a map, and every time she moves, she gets like she's gonna pop out. And yeah, I, I get, falls out. I get yeah. excited by pop outs. Do you guys, you guys still get excited about pop outs? I mean, I'm 63 oh. years old. I still oh. a, a potential pop out, not even a pop oh, yeah. out. A, a, it's like uh, you're waiting for it. hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. I, I even find myself if it's a picture of like a hot, you know, weather forecaster. Or I always find myself zooming into the picture just in case the camera didn't pick it up live and i'll find that pop out baby i'll find that pink gem at the end of that little burger nip and i'll fucking zoom in and i'll oh, i love it it's great it's nothing yeah. bad at the gig we played a private party the other night and i know these people are listening to it i should probably shut the fuck up uh i got a couple of comments about because i brought it up yesterday and some people uh were listening and sent me emails about comments i made but i'm gonna say it anyway because i don't fucking care uh there was this petite girl with uh, a really pretty uh, little girl but she was she was wearing this one piece thing you know those one piece like jumpsuits whatever they call and uh it's a little loose on top no bra and but very small chested but still dancing around a lot and <laughs> I can't help it. I'm like a I'm like an eleven year old, just like who'd never seen a titty and just like really, really just and, and even though it's like these small petite little girl titties, I'm just like that my whole focus. Your focus is there, man. Yeah. It's um... I can't look away until I see it. Come on, pop out, pop out. Just give me a pop out and I'll move on. We can move on. Pop we can yeah, yeah. we can settle this thing. Yeah. Okay. I think strategically, I think what's important is you got to learn how to, like, stare but look away. You know what I mean? Like, like learn, you got you to gotta learn how to move so it's always in your peripherals, but it doesn't look like you're looking. 
No, you know I'm, a, I mean? I'm a creepo. I fucking oh, stare. Yeah. Will got the fucking right idea. Like, I, I got a, a, a funny story. Um, a few years ago, we was um, um, in Spain and uh, I brought myself these um, sunglasses with a, like a very like light blue tinted lens. Okay. Um, something a bit different so i'm there now on the fucking on the on on the bed on the beach, just lying there just subtly moving my head and just looking and then katie's like the wife she looks at me she's like you do realize i can see your fucking eyeballs moving through those shit lenses you got <laughs> usually sunglasses you know they're, they're thick they're dark you can't see a thing but she's there looking at my fucking eyeballs moving i'm like oh cool. oops yeah you gotta, you gotta know that you gotta oh man yeah yeah it's hard it, work. It, it is a fucking skill. Yeah. Like, so, women, I don't think women appreciate the skill that goes into men, you know, subtly trying to have a, have a bit of a bit of a perv. The dog don't give a fuck. He's just there like a fucking Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's, 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 it's a difficult thing for me. I'm like, I definitely uh, know, you know, it's hard for me to look away. It's, 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 it's worse than a, a, a train wreck for me because I, I don't know. It's something in my makeup. Well, I have a Playboy collection I've been trying to get rid of. If you're, <laughs> I don't know. No, it's not that because they were already nude and they, they you know, I, that's, I'm, I'm, it's the potential pop out. And so I I, you know what yeah. it is? It's, I don't want to miss it in case it happens. It's kind I, of the Yeah. Because if it happens while I'm not looking, that's that's like you're gonna be mad. I got chip. Yeah. I got chip. Yeah, I did a show. I did a show a while back, and uh, afterwards, my wife tells me that this uh, bisexual girl like made out with her, and I was like, "Dude, I'm supposed to be able to watch that stuff." I was like, "I was like, why did I not get a view of this happening?" You know what I mean? You definitely need a dashboard cam or something going on constantly yeah. for that stuff, so you don't miss any of that stuff. Yeah, or I'm, an alert system, a, a uh, yeah. you know, your phone just beeps, and all of a sudden you. Wild now, Carl is great. Carl is in the best place to be um, looking for uh, pop-outs. Carl is in Brazil, man. It's like yeah, yeah, lots of pop-outs there. It's it's everything. It's everything. It's everything you ever dreamed of. Um, what's what's going on today, guys? We've heard what have we heard today. We've heard uh, someone get banned from the chat. We've heard yeah some live stuff. Everything's going to be fine, William. It's going to be fine. If it's not fine, yeah. um, make sure it just ends in some kind of armed siege. That's what I'd suggest. Yeah. Armed like, siege. Waco, um, man. I'm with him. I like it. I like I like the thinking behind it. Yeah, it's cool. Well, Take as many people with you as possible. I don't know. I don't think that's the way I want to, because you get that. That definitely is a certain death, and I don't think that's the way I want to go. I actually, uh, Butch and Sundance has got me a little uh, depressed because I I watched uh, on YouTube the other night a something I've seen before on on Butch and Sundance, and basically they kill. Uh, it was a murder suicide in the end. They were trapped, and Butch shot oh, Sundance yeah. and then shot himself. Oh, yes. It's like that's not the way you want that story to end. I want that story to end. I don't know. They got away, and they will, you know. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I don't want to die in a siege like that. I'd rather. Doesn't the original end in a way where they don't? Oh, the, you don't... The, 
Yeah, that's you know? a, the movie is kind of they just got away to Bolivia and all that kind of stuff. And they, oh no, in the movie, the army shot them down, and that's fun. I'd rather that. Hey, than hey, the, hey. I'm going to contend here that the way that movie ends, they leave it open-ended. Because the way the movie ends, yes, they're surrounded by the army. But they, yeah, decide, yeah. they decide to rush out of the building and, and, and they just kind of zone out or zoom out. And you don't see Butch or Sundance. You just hear a bunch of gunfire and then it fades to black. Leaving you to wonder... Did they get gunned down or did they get away? Yeah, but they'd have to be pretty fucking good to outgun uh, like five hundred. Oh, you just gotta shoot a hole in the perimeter. You know what I mean? If you shoot like four the four guys in this section and run like hell, these other guys are shooting at nothing. There's probably clouds of smoke everywhere. It's probably a little dark. You know what I mean? And this is Butch and Sundance, man. They could have scared you out of there. Try it. You should try it tomorrow, I think. Just try and yeah. make a perimeter. Oh, my God. I'm not, I'm not holding up anyway. You're crazy. <laughs> Don't plan it. Just <laughs> do it. Just go for it. I mean, if, if I was in the position of Sundance or, or Butch, I'd just fucking shoot someone in the dick, and then it'll make them think twice about fucking firing back. He's going to shoot. Right. Yeah. 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 So uh, and but the one thing I was watching last night was a documentary, and basically uh, they were found against the wall. Butch uh, Sundance had a, a, a shot right through the forehead. It was Butch's bullet that that was in his head, and then Butch shot himself in the mouth, according to the wow. do- documentary evidence. Now, oh. so it was uh, you can you can never say you know because they didn't do any DNA tests. You can't say that it was de- definitively them. It was two American gringo. Uh, banditos down there so who knows but um i am totally a old west fan all this kind of stuff all all that lore you guys over in the uk did you ever care about um the american west and all those kind of stories Uh, yeah just just because from my point of view my dad my dad used to love the movies right or does so i grew up i grew up watching all that stuff yeah Uh, Yeah, i can't stand john wayne films he's called me to death but um, I do like um, a couple of spaghetti westerns. I like, and there's is is this film I love. It's not um, it's not a western as such, but it's called The Proposition. It's based in Australia. What a fucking film! It's based about. It's amazing film. It's it is like a western, but it's an outstanding film. Yeah, well, a lot of cowboys, and this is I was wondering that why because. When no Butch and Sundance escaped to South America, they were looking for Carl, obviously. Uh, at, but the Pinkertons found them there. I thought thought I had was, why the fuck didn't they just go to Australia? Because the Pinkertons weren't going to follow them all the way to Australia. I don't right. think they would anyway. But that that would have been my idea if I was with them. I would I would have advised them just head to Australia. Um, yeah. But where William is, uh, everything is about Billy the Kid. New Mexico is... If it's known for anything, if it's got one rock star, uh, it's Billy the Kid. Mm. Billy the Kid is the biggest celebrity in New Mexico still. <laughs> oh, he's New Mexico. I heard there was a town in New Mexico called uh, Truth and Consequences. Is that right? Yeah. I'm, I'm yeah. not sure. Yeah, I heard that yesterday. It was named in the 50s after a radio show or something. Yeah, there's a Truth and Consequences, New Mexico. Um, not much of a town. What a name for the town. 
No, it was named. It was named uh, like in the 1600s or something. It's a, New Mexico has some of the oldest established uh, civilization in, in America in the United States of America. It wasn't part of the because United States because it's Mexico, right? Yeah, but it, it was a territory. It wasn't even really part of Mexico or the United States. It was just out there. It was a, just a territory. Yeah. Yeah. And, so, and, you know, some battles were fought there. But uh, so I, I've been like deep back in the hole, the rabbit hole of the American West. Uh, on Because almost all these banditos, the Jesse James, Billy the Kid, Butch and Sundance, people like that, they all have stories that uh, the official story wasn't true. They didn't get killed here. They actually escaped and they had people claiming. There was a guy who claimed to. Uh, J. Frank Dalton claimed to be Jesse James in the 1940s or something. Uh, Brushy Bill Roberts claimed to be the real Billy the Kid in, in the 1950s. We, they all have those stories behind if, them. If you're American, can you call yourself a bandito? Is that cultural appropriation? What's going on? I think uh, it's cultural yeah. appropriation. calls themselves that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you're out there making tacos. It's wrong. The Frito Bandito. I I I I I am the Frito Bandito. Well, um, cat. Actually, there were like five or six people that volunteered to co-host today, but none of them can replace you. No, and it takes a lot of man They all bailed. Yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, look, look at what had. Look at look at all of this. Oh, I'm going the wrong way. Yes, all right, keeping things all over the map here. Um. Jamie posted a picture of his legs this morning, and uh, I haven't. I, I couldn't find a couldn't find a way to share that with Scott Curtis for some reason. Maybe yeah. he's, I got one bit. Apparently, I, I have legs like an undeveloped child, which oh. uh, th- there has to be a way to. I don't know why I could not tag uh, Scott in that. I think it's very important that Scott sees that immediately, so we we'll get some re- reaction. They're the ones, yeah, baby. Please, they don't look bad from that angle. It's from the side where they look weird. Yeah, it's from the yeah. side where they look like fucking Ian Dewey legs, just like polio child. What's with that? Have man. you had like, I, 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 have you had rickets or something? Uh, what? what did... Oh, it was just um, it was just the angle. I think I was wearing like fucking tight shorts as well, and they were just like they just didn't look good at that angle. I know it's. Uh... <laughs> I do have skinny no, legs. No, you look like a little kid. I mean, it's not just your legs. You look like a little kid. You look like a, a little yeah. kid in with a beard. Well, you know what they say? You get as young as the you know the kids you feel. It's uh... If you put your beard on, on Halen and stood next to him, I don't think we could tell you apart. Yeah, you probably couldn't actually. You know, he's a bit yeah, he's he's a bit more fucking muscly as well. He's he's got more muscles than I have, but then you know, who hasn't? Okay, have you ever raced him? Raced him. Raced him, a foot race. Oh, I've run around with him. I haven't raced him as such, but um, I, I'm sure he could be. I mean, he plays rugby, so he's probably fitter than I am anyway at the age 11, so he's probably faster than I am as well. So. Oh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to get, at some point in the very near future, I want you to get Keely to videotape this. You okay. run, you're running a 100-yard dash against him. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it, and I'll send it to you, and then we can you know, put it on a pole. Right. He's got legs. Yeah, everybody. I'm putting this out to everybody in the in the chat rooms too. Just send me some really humiliating stuff that makes you look terrible, and I will uh, use it as I I can, however yeah. I can. 
Cool. Um, well, I mean, if you want humiliating material, just go onto my YouTube page and just see some of my first stand-up gigs. They were fucking atrocious. Yeah. Sure. There for a few of them. He hosted some of the shows. Fucking. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, so are you staying off the pills? Where's Carl oh. gone? I don't know. He just disappeared. He, that's uh, that's Carl. He just does that. He pops in. He pops out. He pops back. He, he loses his Wi-Fi. He pops he's in. Like he pops bags. out. He comes and goes. He comes hey. and goes. There we go. He's a come and goer. Hell no, yeah. you got you got to get off these pills, these opioids, these whatever. It, this I know oh, I, I'm lecturing you, but I I'm also I have more. I got to stop smoking pot, man, because it, it's making me sleepy all the time. Too fucking sleepy. Yeah, but I got to get off the pills. Reduce my consumption of opioids. Um, Katie's made sure of that, so I'm okay. I'm all right. Well, the way to make sure of doing it is throw them all in the bin and yeah. go to the doctor and say you're addicted, so don't give you any more. That would be the way to get off them. That's, that's one it. Way, that's one way to do it. Yeah, it's, um, that's you yeah. want to stay addicted. This is the problem. You well, have to. You have to get it. Can you have to get to a conviction within yourself that this shit is is going to ruin your ruin all your ambitions and everything you want to do. Yeah, it's I don't. All I do now, I wake up. Um, I take um a citalopram. I take uh two uh, painkillers, and um I have a cup of coffee. I have a smoke, and I feel sort of good for the day. It's um, you know, I I don't chew them like I used to. But, oh, this is intervention. Great. Okay, the intervention. But yeah, no, it's it's it's, it's I'm okay. I'm fine. This kind of intervention is good because people can't see the cars parked and just drive past. Because that's generally what happens. Uh, you, you, <laughs> you hold an intervention for a guy, and then he comes home and he sees all these cars of people he knows. He figures out what's going on. Just, <laughs> that's going on. Yeah, yeah. Just drive straight past. Just go straight past the bar. Fuck, I ain't going in there. I know what this is. Yeah, and the next thing you know, <laughs> remember that? Um, remember this, the uh, episode of The Sopranos with uh. Uh, who the fuck? What was his name? Uh, I want to say one of the ones who got bumped off. Yeah, he left behind the kid. Christopher, his, his nephew. Yeah. No, no, not Christopher. No, not Christopher. Um, the one he that got, got shot on the boat. Yeah, the one that got shot on the boat by all of them because he was a. Snitch. Oh, Paul, Paulie, uh, big pussy. Yeah, big pussy. Yeah, and then um, Tony's um, uh, Tony had a phone call from his wife to say, "Oh, look, my boy's doing this, that, the other. <laughs> I, I need you to buy me a house elsewhere." And Tony was like, "Fuck that! I can't afford this." So he ended up basically fucking. Um, arranging for his kid to be um, taken away by the authorities and banged up in some fucking asylum because it was just cheaper. That's what's wow. going to happen to me. No, you, no, we're not, gonna, we're not going to let that happen. You're going to you're going to give up these pills, uh, or we're going to come all come over there and butt fuck you on the stage in, in Edinburgh. That's I was hoping happen. that was going to be the case, and at the end of it, we could just make our own aristocrats. Ta da! That's disgusting. What do you call this? The <laughs> we can film it. We can send it to Provenza. Provenza can fucking, you know, add and with put it on the shelf for a few years and ne never do anything with it. Yeah. If, you, if you're talking about Provenza, Carla, are you going to perform at Edinburgh? Um, it's, 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 it's currently towards the likely end of that. Yesterday, I wasn't sure. Um, <clears throat> I want to go. It just depends if my voice will hold up. It seems to be yeah. a little better today, though. It does seem to be a little better today. So, I'll see how the week goes. I am going to go to a doctor as well. And then Good. because I've, even yesterday, I couldn't talk for about five seconds without coughing. So I don't, I don't yeah. want to, I was supposed to do a, a gig this weekend that I'm not going to be back for, but I'm glad, I, I'm glad I didn't go because I wouldn't have been able to do it. Uh, so, 
Well, it's, well it's if you feel the well need to cough, cough, you just grab yourself by the balls and squeeze as hard as you can. I could just do that. I could just do that. That's one way to get written up in Edinburgh. Yeah. Um, Edinburgh is mainly full of wankers trying to go to try and get discovered and be famous and then try and uh, put on their hour where they have a serious section in the middle. And then they all get into debt on their parents' credit card. That's basically what it is. Could it cost you 10 to 20, 30 grand to go and put on a proper show if you want to rent a venue? Yeah, and then you got to make it back. Can we talk so. about the, the photo that you posted on Twitter yesterday? Because uh, it, it was a, a mystery sure. thing. Yeah. What the fuck? You, you said, I uh, forget what you said about it, but oh, dramatic or traumatic or something. Dramatic. No, no, no. The first one I just said, oh, good news from here, bad from everywhere else. And then I said, oh, no, that was, I meant that was too dramatic a post, bad news from one other place, which is basically uh, thinking about not being able to gig for a while. But it was, was a police department. I was thinking you got arrested or something. No, no, no. no. I had to go there to, I went there to extend my visa yesterday, but I went Friday. And uh, got turned away because they didn't have one of the documents I didn't think I needed. Every city's different. Every person's different with what they want. Um, but I went there yesterday. Now, I may or may not have stretched the truth in some uh, some of my paperwork. I may or may not have. You know, I'm pretty, I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at making documents is what I'll say. I'm pretty good at it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I, I had a nervous 30-minute wait. You stood outside the Policia Federal. Ah. <laughs> uh, and they, they, came, they, they yeah. came out and just said, uh, no worries, there's your extension. Have a nice time. Amazing. You know, yeah, when, bands, when bands play this, uh, certain venues, upscale venues, some of the venues require uh, certificates of insurance for up to a million dollars, and none of these yeah. bands have it. And they ask when they all come to me and say, can you make me, <laughs> can you Photoshop me a no, certificate? I'm not of saying, insurance? I'm definitely not saying whether I did or didn't, because that would be fucking, uh, you did. You definitely did. You no, didn't. I wouldn't so, back here, but yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe I did, maybe I didn't. I'm pretty good at all kinds of stuff. Um, I did many years ago. I did it to get into an apartment. I, uh, I gave, I made up fake companies, fake reference, fake character references, because at the time, the two years before, I didn't exist. I didn't have a bank account. I didn't have a passport. I didn't have anything. I did not exist. I earned cash, no tax being paid. And uh, so I just had to create everything Yeah. in 2005. Unfortunately, I can relate to that story all too well. <laughs> but I got in, I got in and I slowly built a real life that exists. In the digital world now, that was a long time oh, ago. But yeah, I haven't yeah, done anything like that for a long time. But this is when he was Matthew. Yeah, this is when he was known as Matthew Man. <laughs> yeah, Ma Mateus. Mateus. Yeah. Mateus Mustafa. He was known as Mustafa D Man. <laughs> D Man. The man. No, no, all good. I was feeling a bit down yesterday actually about it because I was thinking, had a chat with Jamie. He goes, well, maybe it's long COVID. Then I read an article about long COVID and think it sounds like it. And then, uh, but today I'm a lot. A lot brighter, so I'm still going to go to a doctor. But I, I think, yeah, within a couple of weeks now, it's going to it's going to shake off. But I'm going to go to a doctor anyway just to check things out. And the doctors yeah. are pretty good here, despite what you might think. So, cool. Yeah. So they are very good. Sorry, bro. So they are very good. Yeah, yeah, they've got a really good health system. They 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 they've got a socialized health system in the first place. That's built on the British NHS and then they've got a good private system. Most of the doctors were trained in the US or Europe. Um, they've got, got pretty, yeah, it's pretty good. It's the problem they have here is logistics, right? So because it, it's a country that has Amazonian, Amazonian tribes, huge metropolis, 
mountain villages and huge gaps between rich and poor. So the, the, the reason they can't always get good medicine everywhere is literally logistics and the way that the country's set up is and bad politics. But the system itself is pretty good. I know, I know a few people, doctors and stuff here. So it's crazy. Cool. Yeah, I was watching. Um, uh, I, I've seen it before years ago. It's just on the topic of doctors going from the states, but this is in Mexico. It was a, a film called Dallas Buyers Club. Uh, it's a true story. Matthew McConaughey. So Matthew McConaughey's <clears throat> character gets AIDS in the states, but he can't get. He, they, they look into push drugs on him, which are going to shorten his life. Yeah. He ends up going down to Mexico. Um, sees an American doc, uh, an American doctor who lost his license in the states. Went to Mexico. And um, basically going through the, the 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 pills doctors in the states were prescribing for HIV AIDS, and he said, "This is fucking shit. You need to take this, that, the other." So what he did, he basically he, um, he he took loads of stuff into the states and prolonged the life of himself and a lot of other people as well. But at the end, the nearer he was coming to the end of his life, he just done it for non for profit, just done it just to keep people alive as long as the uh, as he possibly No wonder they it. took away his license and excommunicated him or uh, expatriated him, whatever that is. Yeah. Because the farm, big farmer probably hated his fucking guts. What do you mean you're giving his shit away? Uh, yeah. so, um, <laughs> haven't there been problems in the past in the US with basically big pharma more or less bribing doctors to prescribe certain medications oh, or certain yeah. things? Like, use big this oh, brand yeah. and then you get oh, a kickback. Yeah. 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 I had a, 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 a holistic pharmacy guy on in from San Francisco, and he sells all kinds of. And he's a he's a, a doctor and a pharmacist, and basically has a lot of stuff that works on all sorts of stuff. But he's constantly having to battle with big pharma. He's even gotten like phys- like mafia type visits from people, like uh, you know, they're. they're fucking ruthless these fucking because yeah. there's billions and billions of dollars whatever there's billions and billions of dollars somebody is going to go uh, out of their way to protect that there's been some know. good pushback that hasn't there in some states because I, I know i watched yeah. a couple of documentaries on oxys and stuff like that and how how widespread over over prescribed yeah. things like that are um, but yeah. there's been a bit of pushback the last couple of years isn't there against yeah against some of it yeah there's- Great um, uh, on D- Disney Plus. Michael Keaton's show is called Dope Sick, and it's about the uh, Oxycontin drive Love into the you. states. And it goes through the addiction, it goes through the lawsuits, and it goes how they got through the technicalities of providing Oxycontin as a non-addictive pill. It's a phenomenal story, but um, yeah, Carl's fucking right though. And it, it's the, the, the whole system from the top down has just been corrupted for fucking years. But Oxycontin. If you get a chance to watch Dope Sick on Disney Plus with Michael Keaton, fuck me. It's it's a fucking hard, hard fucking watch because it's it Keaton. T- Keaton does, everything Keaton does at the moment is phenomenal. And there's, there's another documentary that was on Netflix called Take Your Pills a few years ago. <clears throat> I think yeah, that was yeah. about the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's he's a weird cat, isn't he? Because he, <laughs> he had that period where he was extremely hot he was like a hollywood box office guy and then he just kind of went away until that uh, what was it, the bird movie or whatever. Bird Man. Birdman. 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 yeah i love it and, uh, yeah he, he seems to be doing things that he really wants to do to 
challenge himself now that's interesting like the mcdonald's movie is really good the founder yeah i I haven't seen it but the founder is supposed to be great yeah yeah yeah. so that's about how mcdonald's became mcdonald's but how they stole it from the mcdonald's brothers and turned it into a franchise and it's about ray crack bought it from the mcdonald's yeah so keaton plays ray crack in the movie it's really good um and yeah he's been in he's done a couple of the spider-man movies recently so he's still getting the paydays (laughs) now but he's, he's doing a lot of indie movies and a lot of interesting uh Interesting stuff, I think. I, I love he's, he's had such a weird kind of career because he, he went from comedian, being... Comedian, right? Yeah. yeah comedian and then just doing like really silly and uh, and, and goofy movies <clears throat> to then doing serious stuff and Batman. then... Yeah. yeah. All Batman. over the map. Pretty the talented dream, guy, though. I'll say, but... <coughs> what? Dream Team with Michael Keaton... It's also got um, Peter Boyle is in it and Christopher Lloyd. Uh, that they he plays. Oh yeah, mental- uh, Johnny Dangerously. No. No, it's called the Dream Team. Oh, because he oh, all those people right. are in Dan- Johnny oh, Dangerously too. Oh right, right, yeah, yeah, no, uh, and um, he's got a couple more movies where some of those guys are in there too. Um, at least, like, uh, the guy, I don't remember his name, but the guy who played the guy who always liked baseball, he was always, he was one of the crazy guys that just talked baseball all the time. I saw him in, like, three or four different Michael Keaton movies. Mm. Cool. Yeah. Phenomenal back. I always yeah, like, like kind of have a group like that. Yeah. Like, Adam with his crew and... Yeah, Johnny Dangerously was a fucking great movie too. I mean, for a great comedy because there were just there were so many cool lines in there that were at the time they were like appropriated into like you know like The Godfather uh, or uh, JFK back into the left. Those lines that came out of that that people would repeat all the time until everybody got sick of hearing it. And like you know, basically like Goodfellas. Funny how? Funny? I'm funny. Funny how. Like a cloud, do I entertain you? Uh, what do you think of Oscar? I just watched that for the first time the other day. My wife showed it to me. I've never seen it before. It's with Sylvester Stallone, and it's definitely a spoof movie. Like, it's ridiculously, like, it's full of ridiculousness. I don't know it. Never heard of it. Yeah, it's called Oscar. It stars Sylvester Stallone. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's from. Like the late eighties or early nineties. Interesting. Mm. Oscar. And it's a mob. Like he plays a mobster that's trying to go straight. Like this is the first day of him trying to go straight, and there's this problem after problem keeps happening, you know. And uh, the cops are watching him and everything. And it's, you know, based in like the thirties or whatever during yeah. prohibition. Oh, sounds wow. good. I haven't I haven't heard of that one, but I'm, I'll track down the fucking list as well. Yeah. Keep Keaton back. What sounds like it sounds like a good thing today. And yeah, Kelly always been my Batman. I broke into the Batman set with my father and brother-in-law in the eighties as a child. I've got lots of photos of me hanging off the Gotham City bells and stuff. And <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. No, they shot that in the UK, but it they shot it at Pinewood Studios. Really the original, the first, the first Batman with Keaton. They shot it in Pinewood Studios, which which was about seven or eight miles from my house. That wasn't Tim Burton directing that, was it? Yes, the, the, he it did was. the first two. The second one that was kind of tame for Tim Burton because usually his 
<clears throat> his direction will take things a lot more um, unrealistic, I think, or, or you know, surreal. Yeah, I think yeah, he definitely had his touches to it, but I think he wanted to balance a bit of the Batman lore as well with his own ideas. But it made it quite. It took it away from the TV show, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think it, I the TV show was just ridiculous, and it was kind of made made to be. It was ridiculous on purpose. Like there was, there were a lot of campy, ridiculous. Like uh, they did a movie of that, right, with Adam West, and he got bit by a shark, and a shark is hanging off his leg, and he goes to utility belt, and you, it wasn't there before, but it's like anti shark spray. He's just there. <laughs> he had his shark repellent on his shark repellent. Yeah. It's we're having a big problem with that right now. And <clears throat> we're not used to... I mean, we've had sharks. Of course, Jaws is about Amity, which is based on Amityville, even though they put it in Massachusetts in the movie. And that whole... The uh, the captain is, ba- is based off a guy who was um, based in Montauk here. So the great white sharks are... <laughs> we've had issues with them. But right now, it's it's like Australia crazy. We're having shark bites every day at our beaches. Sharks showing up everywhere. We get In the area I'm in now, you actually get great whites around here sometimes as well. And they come right in, right into the bay. Um, right. But not too often, but they, it does happen. But as far as I know, sharks don't even like the taste of people. But the great whites are aggressive, right? They'll just bite. Yeah. Um, they won't taste shark, you. You'll be gone so quick that... <laughs> It's like it's like a peanut. You're like a peanut to a, a great white. It's like yeah, oh, like, right. like, like a wasabi peanut. If you don't like wasabi, because most of them they'll take a leg off and then go, "That's disgusting," and spit the leg back out. They're not even eating you. Just like, nah, that's me. fucking rude. Listen, if you're gonna yeah. bite my arm off or bite my leg off, at least if you if you, eat the, if you pick the if you pick the one at the buffet, eat it. Don't waste my extremity. Right. So you got a lot of sharks out there, William. Yeah, in New Mexico, we're swimming with them. Yeah. <laughs> no, what do you Damn got? Shots. What do you got? You got snakes? You got, uh, what do you got? You got... Uh, I'm talking about the bane of my existence yeah, is right now. Hey, dog. But... Couldn't kill these prairie dogs or nothing. But yeah, there's snakes out here. Uh, rattlesnakes. So, you know, you hear them coming, but I'm deaf, so I don't hear it. You know what I mean? So I just watch where the fuck I'm going. <laughs> no, in Portales, where I lived, there were no no fucking rattlesnakes or anything, and that was desert. But um, there were not. I never saw a rattlesnake. Never saw a uh, scorpion. Nothing the whole time I was in New Mexico, and that was Bird to prey. My friend, my friend that's out that way, said uh, he was dog sitting, and the, he showed me the dog's back. It was covered in talons where a bird tried to pick the dog up in someone's wow. garden. Wow. Uh, but so you had to watch every time it went outside. That's to just watch it and just make sure it didn't go too far. You know, if yeah. it's a small dog, it looks like a fucking rabbit to a bird, right? But like, I'll have that. Yeah, yeah. Well, we we um like where I live, um, every now and again, there's this big, huge fucking heron bird, huge fucking thing. The wings wingspan's massive, and they will pick up a fucking small dog or a baby or whatever. They they midget, a midget. They'll grab a midget. Yeah. yeah. Um, they stay out the way, but they're big fucking. And um, when I was a kid, I remember walking down to my local park to meet the fr- uh, my friends, and all I could hear was, and I fucking looked up. There was just this heron just fucking flying over. But the wingspan is so fucking powerful. I don't think like, I've ever seen one fly. I've seen them chilling out in the lake or something. Oh, 
Yeah, turkeys. Turkeys are like the turkeys are like fucking pterodactyls when they fucking fly over. Yeah, yeah, they 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 fly here. If you scare them, because I'll get like a hundred of them out on my front lawn. And if you walk out, clipped, aren't they? Probably. I've only seen them at the farm where they clip the wings again. You just, you just, this is just the Holocaust for you guys. Just lying up. They sleep in our trees. They go up in the trees at night. And that's just a fucking weird thing because I'm kind of deaf from from too many years playing in the rock bands and stuff. But and I don't hear them. But everybody's like, "Those turkeys sound so fucking spooky up in the trees." I'm like, "I'm not hearing it at all." But you look up, and they wow, just they, they just up trees. Yeah, they fly up into the tree and they sit I've up there. I've only seen a turkey look stupid, and I've eaten a turkey. Right, yeah. two times. They got these necks. They look like they just give them birth from their neck. Just like horrible cunts. Um, Hank is probably bat- barking at the guest who's supposed to be here, but he's not here. His I name is Jerry no Diamond. Guess. Jerry <laughs> Diamond. Uh, he's a comedian. Looks like to me, again, he's another one that I don't know anything about. Uh, but it looks like he started comedy in 2012, which is, you know, wow. that's 10 years in. He should be. Right. If it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen by now, right? Ten that's years. How long, that's, how long, that's how long it takes to get competent. Right. So yeah. I googled them, and this morning, and all I found was obituaries. <laughs> ten, ten pages of obituaries. Like this can't be the same guy. I'm but, right. He's not here. When you see the picture, you're having him on, and they think you're trolling. It could be. Uh, so it says, uh, no, he died in 2021. I, I talked to him just the other day oh, and sent go. him the link here. So. Maybe faked his death. Oh, oh, I'm happy to bail when he comes on. You don't need uh, five people on there. Yeah, that's fine. Whatever. So <laughs> then I Googled myself, and I, I I usually wait till after the show to Google myself. But uh, Died I, 18th of July 2022. I, yeah. And... Basically, uh, when I Google myself, I used to be, I used to dominate everything like me, but there's a, another Matt Napo now, a kid out of Rochester, New York, who's a musician and a computer science student at University of Rochester. So he's taken over the Google. He, yeah, he, well, he ranked first, which, which upsets me, but he's a computer science student, so that explains wh- how and why he, he ranked first. That's exactly. Yeah. But uh, it, it concerned me a little because when I looked um, at him, his his picture is there, and I said, "This Matt Napo looks a little bit like my son." Um, where you been? Wait, you better do some math. This is my concern. Get the Pythagoras theorem out. Where was I? Where was I twenty years ago? I was never that fertile to begin with, to be honest, because <coughs> my my whole yeah, life. Happens, you better expect it. Yeah, so but I wouldn't be surprised if one of those times because I fucked way too many women and never used any protection to not well, get. I only got my wife pregnant once. Yeah, I, I, all those I, times, hundreds. I've made of a lot. Of I've made a lot of errors in the past, and I, I sometimes think there could be a psycho out there with a kid. <laughs> but women coming out of prison is that I was going to have like baby mamas coming out the woodwork. Yeah, well, why? Because because they know if you're coming out of prison, you got no money anyway. So it's not like baby mamas will only come out of the woodwork if they know they can that you can help support. So one of my kids I actually met while I was in prison because his mom 
basically tried to use me. I thought you were going to say you met him in prison. <laughs> like it was, it was crazy. So this, this is the true story. What I'm, what I'm telling you is absolutely what happened. So it's like the day before Christmas, I get called down to the case manager's office, and she informs me that I'm going to have a special visit tomorrow with my son, who I've never met, who is like 12 at the time, um, and his mother are going to come in and have a special visit with me. I did not approve of any of this. Like I was not even like I guess I could have got called for the visit and not shown up, but I didn't think that was you know like that wasn't the right response. But this was not how I wanted to meet my son. And the reason that she brought him is that he'd been having a lot of problems, and like he he recently had taken his like PlayStation controller and bashed his sister in the head with it in a fit of anger, and so his mom was like, you know what? I'm going to show you, you need to shape up. You're going to go meet your dad in prison. And it was the most uncomfortable, like, visit of my time, for sure. Like, it, it was probably Why most did uncomfortable his head in? What did she of say? my time in prison. <laughs> like, dude. Fucking hell, Will. That's fucking, that's intense. That's wild. <laughs> fucking. I had, like, two more and then, uh, and uh, you know, a few phone calls, a few letters, and then he told me that he didn't want anything to do with me. Did you yeah, know? Like, did you know he was? Did you know he existed before that? Um, I like, so prior to going to prison, I had heard uh, rumors about Sarah having a kid and her saying that it was mine, but I they, there was no paternity at that point or whatever. Wow. Uh, we didn't do the we didn't do a paternity test until I was in prison. Wow. Well, uh, and so do you still still keep in touch with this son? No, he doesn't want anything to do with me. And um, I mean, last I knew, I don't think he was doing all that well. But he didn't want contact with me. I know I know where he was living, um, but I haven't heard word about him for a few months. And um, he um, he was. Uh, not he wasn't straight. I don't know exactly what his sexuality was, but the the family that he knew, his mom, and she had married a guy and been married to him for like a decade or so. And so the family he knew growing up, growing up, was um um not cool with him when he came out of the closet. And I don't think that, that went there. Well, I got news for you. He's in the back end right now. Well, let's bring him in. Oh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> that would be good. I, William Conway, this is your life. <laughs> Holy we, shit. We, 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 we know I nothing. Know, we know nothing. Like, that's for real, man. Like, I don't know how I didn't end up on this show. <laughs> we have William Conway Jr. on the line. I'm gonna yeah, buy but some shirts. Is... I'm gonna buy some shirts next week. I want this style, this kind of stuff going on, and some shades. I'm gonna get it all, get it all organized next week. Improve the the black t-shirt and jeans. Yeah, you gotta color yeah, up, man. Yeah. You gotta fucking, you know, Raul Duke it up, son. I Show think I got that hand. same shirt. I think I wore it yesterday, Jamie. Uh, yeah, same. I bought it off you, and you you, <laughs> you printed it to me. Yeah, it's uh. <laughs> It's a beautiful it's, uh, shirt. Well, it's, yeah, it's our first. It's our first salary from the Mind Dog TV network. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm going to borrow it next week. Oh, speaking mm-hmm. of that, I, I, I'll share some because I got it with Govs thinking I would, and I do have uh, a second person who's headlining Govs on uh, fr- uh, Friday. Max Dolcelli will be, be with me. But I got with Govs not thinking it was going to ever do anything for the show except give me access to some of their headliners. It's cool. Yeah. They haven't had they haven't had any of like the the biggest names that they get there, which is fine, but I've had some I had Chris Monty on and this week I'm having Max on. That's fine, but I wanted you know I I was thinking everybody whoever anybody who's going to be at any of their three clubs would be on. That's yeah. not happening. I looked at the numbers yesterday. I'm like why am I even doing this? So all I'm doing is giving them traffic that could be going to my YouTube channel to help me get to where I want to get. And so I'm thinking about, I don't know, because now they, they want to expand the relationship. And I'm like, well, am I really, did I get myself into something that's just a one-way fucking see? Hello, Govs. I know you're, you're watching there, Govs. Yeah, I was going to say, do you want to wait you. till you get rid of them? <laughs> no, yeah, I'm not, I'm talking to them straight so they hear this because I want to, I, I feel like, this is a one way one way street, <laughs> and the relationship is not going my way. Well, yeah, you got to take turns of coming too. You know, it's uh, Go- you know, Govs, Govs. If you've got a million dollar deal waiting, as soon as Napo's out of the game, listen, you just come to us, all right? No right. problem. That's no basically problem. what I'm saying. If you want, if they want to replace me with you, uh, I'll shave my head. You know, you don't I'll even have to. Like they have metal. people with hair yeah. on their network. Oh, I'm getting something. <laughs> what? What's this? Getting something on my network from uh, from them right now on uh, private private messages from them. What the fuck, dogger? Don't talk about us. Don't talk shit about us online. We'll come over there and fuck you up. You think we don't have fucking contacts in your area? Yeah. Yeah. There's a shadow outside your window right now. Yeah. By the way. I, I want to mention, I, I was listening at the top of the show, and I want to say that you and I have very similar anger. Like, like I'm, I'm, a, I'm a really nice guy most of the time. But, man, like, when people irritate me, the things that go through my mind are absolutely terrible. Yeah. Most of my anger now is inside. I used to be out. Used to, I was very angry a few years ago. It just went out a lot. Most of the time, I keep it inside. Sometimes it will come out in the street. I'm going to write a movie. I got so much stuff in here. I should really write oh, a yeah. movie. Oh, make- yeah. I, I've, I mean, I've done several mass shootings inside my No, head. I'm going to give you the same advice I gave to podcasters and, and book authors. I have two words for you if you're planning on don't. writing a movie. Don't. 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 Double don't, don't. baby. Don't. 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 Why? I think it's a great idea. It's a, it's a it's a great idea till you actually uh, you do it and then you say how do I get it a- out there all the business stuff of it. Right, so, I will say for the business side yeah, at all. But I know where you're going, Matt, with it a little bit, but with you saying that, then nothing will get done. Every people have got to take risks to get a documentary done, to get a book done. I know it's fucking nigh on impossible. And from what I hear, especially books I've heard are an absolute fucking nightmare. It's uh, like, it's like going, getting your, your testicles cut off and then <laughs> they, they put them in your throat. Like 
there you go. And like, what did this solve? Nothing, but we like doing it to you. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, some documentary <laughs> makers recently where they've made a good documentary, but it's taken them nine years. And it, they, they've spent a million dollars of their own money. And they're up to their, you know, they've mortgaged their house. And yet, some of them might be paying off. But for everyone that pays off, you can guarantee there's a lot of people out there getting the shotgun out. Yeah, because they, they've realized they've been making shit for nine years or they they can't sell it or they can't promote it some way. Right. I don't want to be a dream crusher, but I think that's it. I think part of this thing is <laughs> if you're young enough that you have a net, a network of people that will invest in your idea emotionally, energetically, I don't mean necessarily with money, but people who will be on your team to really, really support your idea and follow your lead, then a movie or a documentary or all this kind of stuff is good stuff. But if you try to do it all by yourself, it's a fucking mountain. And you'll find it's an immovable mountain if if you're trying to move it by yourself. And so, you know, the book thing has been... It's been hell. It has been hell. And even... I enjoy blogging. Writing the book was not a a hell a fun experience for me, and then but that was the good part of it, the the writing, which was not fun. And then the rewriting, good, right, and the drafts and the notes. I'm, I'm rewriting again because yeah. I have a developmental editor said uh, the 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 approach I took was not necessarily going to work with mass audiences. It was, yeah, well, I, I've written large large pieces of work yeah. that have you know been that's taken me years and been hammered by other people but i've not done a book yet but it must be a similar thing i guess you think you've got it and then it's like nope you pretty much got to start again sometimes you get consistent advice sometimes you get given some advice you do it and then someone's mind changes no well actually we should do it like this then all the formatting you really have to trust your editors to know know what they're talking about too because You know, if, if you don't trust them and you're always second guessing what they're saying, like, no, I think I had it better than them. And I know I don't, you know, there are more, many editors who know a lot better than me. But if you don't trust your editor, that can you got You've got to have your own um, gyroscope or whatever, right, to navigate yourself. But at the same time, yeah, you've got to trust expertise a little bit sometimes. And then that means giving up something right. that you've been holding on to, whether it's a, it could be a whole chapter of your book, right? And they might say, this has got to go. The woman on my show last night said to me, you know your audience best. And I was like, no, I don't. I don't know my audience at all because I have three or four different audiences for everything I do. The audience for this show is not the same audience for my evening show, which is not the same audience for my band or or my uh, website uh, production work and all that stuff. I have different audiences for all different stuff. So I don't know who my fucking audience is. Who's gonna? Who's interested in my book? I don't know. Well, the book, well, book's really involved in a film or a script or whatever else, but in comedy as well on a smaller scale, there could be a joke that you really love, but it's just not landing. You know, lots of times yeah. you've just got to go, bin it. It's got to go. I love it. Yeah. I can't. Maybe, maybe you can come back to it in three years, but it's not working right now. But the same with yeah. a book. Yeah, you might have to lose the most the most important part of it to you, and when you make a film, it might be that you have to lose that scene or that character even that you love, but it might make it better overall or more marketable or something. Yep. 
Yeah, I'm struggling. I'm I'm definitely struggling with the book. So, but I do think it will. I'm I'm pretty sure Halloween weekend or that or around the end of October it will be out and all that kind of stuff. It's the right then, time of year. Yeah, and all the marketing for it though. Now that get because she was talking about doing pre launches and and you know creating a buzz and all this stuff and uh, you know she's talking about two different things pre launch as a kind of like a mini crowdfunding thing or a real crowdfunding thing. Like that's shit I got to learn about. I, I'm well, not pre, pre, pre-launch and then pre, um, <clears throat> pre-order, pre-sale period is really important for marketing, right? You've got to do a hell of a lot six months before it comes out. Right. Building right. up to it. And, and she, I couldn't nail it down on that because I asked her, like, <clears throat> what's a good period of time for doing this pre-sale <laughs> stuff? Is it a, a month, two months, six months? She wouldn't give me a straight answer. You know what that's like? That's like I want to reach through the fucking screen and just grab her by the neck and say, give me a fucking yeah. shader. I'm sure, I'm, sure, I'm sure you'll be able to, if you, if you read around and look, speak to a few different people, you get an idea. People have different ideas, but I know people do a push, say, three, four months before. Then it goes down, and then another push on release or around release just before. Just like <laughs> but yeah. there we go. Same way I take a shit. Yeah. So what what would you do with this guy, and not just this guy this morning, but whenever? Because I get you know I get my fair share of no shows. Now uh, th- this guy reached out to me today, and it's most of the guests who are no shows, <laughs> either the evening program or this have yeah. reached out to me. It's not like I went to them and said, you, you know, please be on my show. Mm. They sent me a request to be on the show and then don't show up. Well, how would you handle that? Because It depends what care. it is. It depends what the excuse yeah. is, but you can only use the excuse once. If your dad's died, that's it. That's it. That's time. You can use that. I one. had a guy whose mother died that morning, but he actually, he, was, he actually had the courtesy to say, my mom died. I have Show to me go a to, picture. My mom died suddenly last night. I have take to take a video and move a hand, and if it stays there, all right, one strike. We know you're fucking golden by next week. But it, I, I, I mean, if they give you a, a <coughs> yeah, I'm back on. But if someone just ditches and fucking doesn't even give you the, the courtesy of saying I can't come on, then I wouldn't fucking bother again personally. Yeah. I, I've forgotten stuff. I fu- I have. Fu- I don't do it often, but I've fucked up yeah. before. Not really as like being a guest on a podcast. I don't think I've ever done that. But there's definitely things that I've forgotten until the day, and then think, "Fuck, I can't do it, or I can't get there." But it's not often. It's very rare, actually. I'd say you know, the, the people who pay, uh, who are on my evening show, for the most part, pay to be, uh, be pay to be guests on the podcast because they're promoting, right? Yeah, they don't. They're not paying me. They're paying the publicist who got the publicist. Got, yeah, yeah. Oh, sure. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> and it it turns out it's big money. I'm finding out because I I I saw one of their ads. Twelve twelve ninety seven for a six twelve hundred ninety seven dollars is a discount right. for their six month package to get them on podcast. Mind Dog t- Mind Dog uh, Publicists Inc. Right. Yeah. Right. Right couple of assistants ready to go. There we go. No problem. All publishers do is send fucking emails. Right. Right. right? Uh, and yeah. I, I'm, I'm a little conflicted by it because I would never charge somebody to be a guest on my show. But I, I also don't want to kill somebody's business. But it feels weird that you're taking, as a, as a business owner, taking all the profit that you're charging for them being on my show. 
So you take you take the twelve hundred and under Mind Dog Publicity, or you give them your platform on this, and you help them get on three or four other podcasts. That's all they're doing is emailing. Hey, I've got a client. I'm a publicist. I've got a client. Really wants to come on your podcast. Get them on some shitty podcasts, and then uh, pocket the twelve hundred. And uh, anyone will we push away? Give us a finder's fee. You know, cash yeah. out. Now, one of these, uh, one of these matchmakers, and I won't say which one. These sites that are made to hook. <laughs> Uh, podcast guests up with co- podcast hosts. They're doing a, co- a pretty cool thing now. Uh, whenever you complete a uh, podcast, uh, a, an actual episode, when yeah. you complete it, you let them know they send you $20. There we go. That's something, right? Yeah. There you go. Something for your fucking time. Penny for your thoughts? I don't know what they're charging guests to sign up for their service. And... $120. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. And the thing is, I probably... Cause I was looking through it last night. I probably have had about three hundred of their guests on over. over yeah, no, no. This is yeah. my turn. You, you turned it with Cat and I cocktails last week, and I, and I uh, contract him as a public as a publisher. Let let's start a business. Let's start a because uh, it, it's all a grift anyway. A lot of it agents, is. right? A lot of comics <laughs> want an agent. Why? Yeah. You're just going to give them money to sit on their fat ass. I'm a tour manager. Are you? Let me see what car you drive. Let me see the car you drive. I know a couple. I know a couple of comics with tour managers. And I go on that. I go through their fucking entire life. And I share it yeah. with my friends. I'm like, look at the car he's driving. Look at where he eats. Look you want that guy to build your career? He's a slob. He's a fucking slob, yeah. And Carl, like like me, he obviously, Carl from, he's done comedy in, in South Wales. So he knows more South Wales comics than I fucking do. But a lot of these guys, the ones with the Edinburgh Fringe, they they, they they always cheer on Facebook or Twitter. Oh, I'm I'm with this fucking agent, by the way, and this agent doesn't produce or provide fuck all. They, you know, it's why well, not? I know, yeah, I know, I know a lot of people with agents now, and some with big big agencies. But it's just a lot of them. It's not worth it. It's almost like a status symbol. I've got an agent. Good. Now you're giving ten percent of that fifty quid you earn every three months. Yeah. You know. That's pretty yeah. much what it is, yeah. You're not getting you're not getting that regular paid work and you're giving this guy but some of them are useful for some things. That conversation I had with Greg Winfield on here, because he's just turned full time pro and he hasn't got an agent, but he's saying, Yeah, I'm gonna try and do it all myself for a while, see how it goes. If he gets success in it, he gets to keep it all. But I think if, if you are at a level of success where you are in like constant fucking can you do this can you do that? <clears throat> worth paying someone to basically you know fucking work your day before you it could be a manager it could be an assistant it could be an agent yeah it it depends what you need but just just to get an agent because a lot of these comics have an agent a manager and a tour manager that's 30 percent straight away this is why um part partially why i have this whole idea of uh expanding mind dog tv into like a network thing like gas digital or, or what's the other one uh, america america there's an atc all things coming yeah, yeah yeah because i'm getting a lot of approaches by those kind of people who who will now a lot of them don't deal with comedians and of course comedians are not going to pay to fucking be on on shows and all that stuff but it, it, a lot of them are reaching out now i got a couple people who are very interested in uh, network sponsorships, not necessarily program sponsorships, but yeah. they're, they're more interested in like the the network, the website bucket, the the app, 
uh, sponsoring that kind of stuff. And lots of them. I got two more yesterday. And this is really appealing to me. If there are enough shows, enough content on there, there could be a regular revenue stream. Now, the, yeah, the from problem... The, from that... <clears throat> oh, go ahead. Oh, from their point of view, from the advertiser point of view, it's they, they're getting more outlets for less money because they can just go, well, we'll give you this much, which would be more than I'd give you for one show, but we can spread this across everyone. And when each of those shows get more eyes... Right. You know, and this they're, is, they're where, getting, this is where my, my two words of, of negativity come in again. <laughs> don't. Uh, because don't, don't. I, I, I'm very tempted to go down that way and start that as a business model. But when it breaks down to... Okay, I got all these shows now, and the revenue's coming in. The right thing to do is uh, to pay those shows what they deserve for bringing in. You have to kind of come up with a model that measures who's bringing in what revenue and who deserves what, and you know you got to open your books to people and all that kind of stuff. Become the clusterfuck of legal. <clears throat> business that i don't want to be in that kind of i'm not i, I, I don't know if you need to fun. get stuck, stuck in the mud that i mean what you would probably it's difficult maybe we should talk about this privately as well but fuck no if, 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 i might want to be like not, i want to say the n-word uh, yeah. if you're bringing in like a level of sponsorship um that's that's enough all the sh- if you've got say you start with four shows right and you get x amount of money even if it's a hundred dollars or a thousand or whatever Everyone agrees, right? We need this much for the server space and the website. So we, you're all putting that into a pot. We'll pay everyone anyway, even if it's $10 each, whatever, whatever the lowest thing is, right? We'll pay everyone the same. And then, yeah, if one of the, if one of them ends up getting bigger, then at some point you do need to be a bit fairer with that show. Then it depends what, what you want as a network to do, how you want to work it. Cause I, I think it's wrong for a network to say, if, if you make, Let's make up a number, a hundred thousand, right? And you want to keep ninety percent and give ten percent to that show that's blowing it up. That's right. wrong. But then something like the way ATC set up, because it was set up by very rich people, but also believe in comedy as well. They just take the running cost, a little bit of profit, and give everything to the to the host. Or you can get somewhere in between. Or it's just depending where where the weight is. Get everyone to agree. Make sure they know what they're getting into, so there's no squabbles. Yeah. Yeah, I was looking at all things comedy uh, last night, I think, and it just seemed to me like nobody is really, um, like, I, I don't know if this is true, but it, it's, it seems like all those people that, that are in their roster have other affiliations. They're not only, it's yeah. not like exclusive there. Nobody is exclusive to them. No, and, I, and that's another problem as well. If you enforce exclusivity, yes, it might be good for the network, but also you are kind of limiting. You're kind of limiting freedom to the yeah, artist as well, and it's, it's kind of, it does get complicated. Because personally, I'm not sure if I do want to put all my eggs into one thing because that's it. Then, right? right? I think you should have a little bit of freedom. Right. It just depends what it is. It's like at gas, for instance. I know that they don't allow. You know what? We we need the Patreon. But... We need as a team. We need somebody. We need a. Um... Brian uh, Epstein, a a a guy a like that, Some, <laughs> yeah, a business guy, a business guy who said, "Listen, Jeffrey Epstein, not Jeffrey Epstein. No, he was he was the wrong kind of business." Um, that's for vacation. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. That's, oh, that's, 
Well, yeah, I mean, Epstein. I, I'll be your Jeffrey Epstein. From, from nothing but one of the, the greatest band on the fucking planet. So, yeah, if you can fight the fucking Epstein, then you're winning. But the last Too many thing, Epsteins. The thing is, you, you could you could end up looking for your Epstein, but you could end up with like a, like a, a McLaren, you know, and get completely fucking screwed over. All right. Well, right. Maybe he's arrived. We see a, I see a white screen back there. I'm... Um... Uh, if he pops in, I'm happy to bail to get someone off the yeah, screen. Yeah, we'll, we'll see yeah. what happens. I don't see, a, still don't see a camera live from Jerry. If you can hear me, oh, I see a oh, camera I see Jerry live. Now. All right, let's try bringing him in. Uh, Carl, if you want to step out, you you may. Uh, but you're all welcome to stay as well. Uh, this is uh, Jerry Diamond. I'm I believe he's from Albany, New York. I see pictures of him in Sarasota Springs, Florida, doing comedy shows. I really can't figure out what the hell's going on with Jerry Diamond, but we'll find out. Let's just ask him. Bring him in. Jerry, you there? No, you're now you're a black screen up here. Why? Now, I see a picture down there, but up here I don't. Why? Jerry, that's Jerry. Jerry, no. That's weird. Jerry, maybe weird... try back try leaving the studio and coming back in if that makes yeah, sense. You can Jerry, maybe you can try leaving the studio and coming back in cuz we're not seeing you or hearing you. Now, at the bottom, but we should be seeing him there. At the bottom of your screen, um, you'll see a settings thing. But it, it looks like it should be working. I don't know why it's not. Remove Jerry. Edit mic settings. No. Nope. Yep, he's, he left, and maybe he'll be back. Anyway. I'll be back. I'll be back. So, uh, yeah, so they were sitting around uh, discussing doing a movie uh, based on uh, old-time composers. And Stallone said, I'll be, I'll be Beethoven. And, and um, what, what's his name? Um, the butt muscles from, Brazil, from Brussels, that guy. He said, uh, I'll, be, I'll be Mozart. I'll be Beethoven. And then uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger said, come on, guys, I'm not going to say it. I'll be back. Oh my I'll be god. back. Oh my god! I have to fucking tell the joke out. Right you got, yeah, sorry, I I got fucking sidetracked by a dream crusher. What? <laughs> yeah. he, he's looking in the yeah. Look, put them both next to each other. You can't. You, you can't Get tell them apart. Fuck out of here! What was we saying? Fuck shit! He was on about um shit, shit, and fucking shit. Oh what yeah, is, so, yeah. What has Carl got on his back window there? Um, Carl has got basically is is court pending dates. Um, uh, August the first. Um, on the top left. Um, in the middle there, you got the fifteenth of August. That's for um, uh, um unwanted penetration of a, a minor. And then you have his um is a Colombian Brazilian cartel um uh, court here and there. It's um. Gotcha. Now I want to I want to share with you guys something uh, that I uh, I've been inspired by uh, Husky Boyo to try to um, drink myself uh, to death. Yeah, try to try to try to compete with Husky Boyo. Something I've been doing. I want to just share this with you guys. What a, what, a, what do you what say? Now hey, this hey, Frankie, oh blue eyes. Yeah, this this is all Photoshop. So this is painted, drawn, drawn and painted in Photoshop. Oh it's wow! It's digital stuff. By you? Yeah, but uh, this took me uh, two days, so I, it's oh, not like a good. two. It's not like I could do this in a live stream. 
But that, I'm thinking uh, if I could. That's like, a fucking good pick, man. I like that. That's good. Difficult. Really difficult. But, and, but um, because I don't have any real art materials here anymore because my wife gave them all to my stepdaughter. Uh, so I'm using Photoshop. Now, I think that would be a cool mm. like li- live stream type of thing. I don't know if I have time to, to really do it. But, uh, I like that. That's good. Yeah. So that's what I've been dabbling with. Looks yeah. like uh, Jerry's devices are still not connected. Doesn't look like uh, maybe you read the, uh, Jerry if you can hear me in the background. <coughs> maybe read those directions I sent you on how to connect uh, in Streamyard. Yeah, check yeah. your set, check the settings, and look in the camera and audio and all that stuff. Um, are you still on Gov's Doug? Because the logo's still up. Yeah. What's that? What am I hearing? Dogs. Is that your that's- dog? No, that's not my dog. No, that's Brett Brock coming to fucking uh, take away your, um, your your computer for competing with him. Oh yeah, he's, he's messing with me. Well, yeah, he's he dog here. Sorry. Well, he's gone again. Yeah, we're probably not going to make it. He's got twenty five minutes left. Twenty four minutes left to to have an appearance on the mind. Not dog much show. of a diamond, Jerry. And make his career, it's put him over the top career, in this baby. in his tenth year, and. And really, just make him blow up. Like Williams has blown up since he's been on the show. William, your career is just blowing up from being on the show, hey, right? I have a song on Spotify now because of you. What do you have? A song on Spotify now because of you. Oh yeah, yeah, and Deezer and Apple Music, and you've not been all. to prison since you've been on the show. There we go. So yeah. you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. A no surprising number. Of people, because I have other guys now requesting August and September. I can't tell you how many comedians have uh, have done time. It's, it's really it's surprising to me. I mean, maybe the prison experience makes you want to become. <laughs> a, a, well, but you before, did it before. I did it for about two or three years before I went to prison. Right. But what what do you think is responsible? Because I, other than you, I've had probably before you probably, I'm just guessing here, probably ten or eleven uh, other comedians on who have uh, done time, and now I have about three or four more in the queue for the next coming months. Well, I'll say I think I think that doing time, when when done the right way, doing time makes you evaluate what matters in life and what, uh, what's important to you and what your passions are, you know, and when, when you take that time and understand that, that, you know, this life is all I got. And if I'm not happy, if I'm not doing what I want to do, if I'm the things that I'm passionate about, then I am wasting this life. Can hear all right. Can. Well, Why? Can, can, can we hear you, Jerry? Talk. Hello, Jerry. Hello. That could be not going to work. Sorry, man. Jerry, what the what? Diamond, and I think that's appropriate today. What the what? Jerry, can you hear me? Jerry, can you hear me? Maybe, maybe. All right, I'm pulling you out. Pulling you out of the room again. Sorry, man. Which sorry, it's not working out. Uh, Looks like we're kind of running out of time too. So. I uh, really uh, apologize for this, but got to read those instructions. Anyway, uh, so um, don't ever go back to jail. That's the that's the point I was making. Well, oh, um, for sure. Bobby Caldwell, you know, notes from the pen 
He wants to be a comedian when he gets here. He's been in 20 years, I think, more than 20 years. Uh, you know, it's a, a weird adjustment in itself just getting out, right? Oh, yeah, for sure. So, I mean, I, I didn't do a show for three years after I got out of prison. I was just focused on getting my life back because, like, especially me, I did almost a decade straight. It was like coming back from the dead, dude. I had to, I had to go and get a social security card again and everything. Like I started from the ground floor. <laughs> wow. How long were you in with him? I don't, I don't, I didn't, I missed all this. I haven't seen I did, uh, I did nine years and nine months in the South wow. Dakota. Wow. Shit. Long time. Did, did you know what for, Carl? No, I don't, I missed, I missed the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> you don't have to talk about it if you don't want to talk about it. No, you have to talk about it. I'm sorry, William, yeah. if it's if it's embarrassing, but yeah. you have to talk about it because it's a fucking comedy the, uh, in the making. Yeah, you want me to tell? Well, basically, what is he, going on? Uh, we, William was having a um, a, a challenge. There? Yeah, we're here. You can't hear us. You can't you hear sound us. Something a little off today. I don't know what that what that is. Yeah, you can't hear us. Anyway. Um, let me let me see if I can explain. Yes. William was having a problem playing can you it. Hear me? Yes, we can hear you. Yeah, are you fine? Yeah, good. Why is that? That's William, leave and come back. Leave yeah. and come back. Okay. Jerry's anyway. still down there staring at us. Yeah. So he's just frozen. No, he, he couldn't pay his rent and he was freaking out. <coughs> and instead of going to his landlord and saying, listen, I'm going to be a little short this month. Can you give me an right. extra week or something? He decided to go commit a robbery, an armed <coughs> robbery. I like that. Now, yeah. what would now what would you rob if if that if that were your situation and you decided? Well, I, I well, yeah, I've, I've thought about robbing someone before. Um, I, I think. A, a, it depends how much you need. What do you need? Right. A, a, a five grand, ten? What do you need? A hundred? I think it was two hundred dollars short on its rent. Oh, an old Fungible lady. People. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm probably people. a small, a small independent business that you know has cash. A little craft yeah. brewery, maybe a little craft pub, and then get get around that alley at half past midnight with a. Uh, yeah. Break in. Can you hear you now? You no, can hear us, William. Uh, tell Carl the business that you you uh, went went to jail for robbing. Oh, he didn't hear that part. I robbed a flower shop. A flower shop. Yeah. <laughs> I like. Here you yeah. go. And it was I not on Valentine's. If if they just shot you dead on the floor, the flowers are already there. <laughs> yeah. Now, how did you get caught? Did the girl, did the girl behind, or a guy behind the counter have a gun? What, how did you get caught? Oh uh, no! So they they gave a description, and uh, I'll tell you what. One of the first things, and I should have taken, you know, I should have thought of this. You know, I wasn't thinking real clearly when all of this happened. We'll just start there. But one of the first things I noticed about Sioux Falls when I moved there in two thousand was that their cop to scumbag ratio is not good for scumbags. Because there's a lot of cops there. And so, I mean, they got called in. And, I mean, I literally, I literally, like, I remember seeing the cop, like, pull off of the street and come swinging around onto the street that I was on. He just happened, like, like it was, it was just, it was no bueno. 
So they had my description right away. They they called me in like five minutes. It was terrible. Oh, man. Uh, We're going to give Jerry one more try here coming in because he's he's a trooper coming back and forth. I had to go to my phone because this wasn't working on the computer, so I had to go on my phone. (laughs) All right. Can you point point it up a little higher so we see your face instead of just the bottom of your head? (laughs) There you go. Hi, well, everybody. How you doing? It's <laughs> going well. What the what? What the what? That's my stage name. What the what? What the what? what, the what? You can always say what the what. It's always my thing. It's like, um, instead of uh, saying, I know they swear a lot, so I say what the what. Say, for instance, that my my sister-in-law got pregnant again for the 13th time, and I say, what the fuck? I say, what the what? <laughs> <laughs> or some girl said... Hey, you're a good-looking dude. I'm like, what the what? No, I'm not. I'm fat. <laughs> All right. Now, oh. is it? No, no, I'm not even going to go there. So uh, we're, we're glad to meet you. We don't have a whole lot of time, and we've got like an echo going on. I don't know. I don't know why we have an echo going. On. Oh, oh. Let me introduce the lineup. Matt. Huh? Huh? I was like, I don't know. I don't think. Let me see. Mute you. Check. Check. One two. One two. No, I'm still no, getting, I'm the, still echo. getting the echo. I think it's Jerry think who's Jerry giving me the echo. Me. Check. Check. One two. I'm pretty sure it's Jerry. Yeah, it's Jerry. Yeah, when Jerry, I mute him. him. Sorry, Jerry, Sorry, man. Jerry, it's man. not it's working not out technically, technically with, you. with you. What the what, what the man? What, man? <laughs> <laughs> what the what? <laughs> oh, I was on mute. So yeah, we'll have to figure out a better way to do this. So, but. If you if can, you I'll can, shut I'll up, shut. and so you can just give us a little bit about yourself. Uh, let us know uh, where you're playing. Play let me know, let me know where, where the hell you are, because it looks like Albany, New York, New York, but I don't know. Yeah, so you yeah you're me. right. You're absolutely right. I'm on Albany, New York. Yep. I'm in a little town called Valencia, New York. People call it Valente, but I'm Valencia, New York. Um, I've been a stand-up comedian for eight years now. I'll be performing at the Funny Bones this Sunday in Albany, across Gates Mall. That's where the Funny Bones is now. Um, in upstate New York, so I'll be performing there this Sunday. Wow! Um, so I, I, I'm I'm doing things a little uh, a little clever here. I got you muted while I talk, and then I'm going to mute me while you talk. Um, so Funny Bones is a big club. Are you are you headlining? You somebody? Uh, are you opening for somebody who's a national headliner? No, I'm just in the middle of the act. Time to say goodbye to Gubs already. Uh, so, so hold on just hold one on second. Just Let me mute minute. you one second while I, I do this. Uh, governors, uh, I'm sorry to say such rotten things about you today, but we really, we, we, I think we need to see each other. Uh, I love we, you. We, we, we both need Gubs. to, I think we need to start seeing other people, Gubs. Uh, well, I'll talk to you about it offline, but I think, I think, um, I don't know, the relationship might be not, not what serving either one of us, so. But, but we appreciate you being here today, and we'll certainly be here tomorrow for you. Uh, I know I'm breaking your heart. I'm sorry, Govs. Bye for now. Have a great day. Um, yeah. It's like breaking up with a girlfriend. Anyway, uh, so, so Jerry, tell us a little bit about, because uh, you say uh, eight years now. I, I thought I saw on your Facebook page that you... Uh, became a stand-up comedian in 2012. That would be 10 years. Uh, tell us a little bit about your give it, give us a little bit of your background and what exactly the the brand of comedy you do and, and what tell us about your your 
your show. Well, I talk a lot about me. I, majority of my act is clean. I don't do a lot of dirty stand, a lot of comedy. A lot of majority is all clean. And um, I talk about my life, about my marriages, my breakup, my divorce, and my kids. It's the material, all my own material that I write about. I talk about a lot of one-liners, like uh, rejected pickup lines. I do a lot of uh, like creepy pickup lines or the best breakup lines, the best pickup lines. I write a lot of them jokes. I write about things about um, about like funny questions I would ask myself, like when you when you shoot a mind, does it have the right to mean does it have the right to mean silent? <laughs> I mean, you know, stuff like that. Or, or I do jokes like about, you know, different things about my aspect of my life, what I've been through in my life. So, it, it, again, my majority, uh, my jokes are clean. They're not dirty. I do a lot of clean sets. I perform, I've performed in New York City quite a few times. I've been, I've been to um, uh, Virginia a couple of times. I've performed down. Everybody down south seems to like me compared up here. Up here, like, you know, I do a lot of shows up here. But uh, the down south likes me more than they do up here. I don't know what it is. It is about my comedy. But uh, they love it, Donnie. They said, come on back down again, Jerry. We're here to more your comedy. You're a funny man. Well, thank you. So, wow. you know, but up here, like upstate New York, a lot of people like do vulgar jokes. They do like a lot of political jokes. And uh, I don't do that. I just do about my lifestyle, about how I grew up, about, you know, my sex life and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I did a bit recently. I've been engaged 20 times already. And people ask me, Jerry, why have you been engaged so many times for? I said, because... My therapist said I needed a hobby. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm guessing you haven't been to prison. No, no. <laughs> yeah, you don't see a lot of clean comics in prison, do you, do you William? No, not really. <laughs> Watch comedy. why they're in prison because they do a lot of they do a lot of dirty jokes in prison, okay? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, um, no, and no. political stuff. I think political stuff is 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 hack stuff these days because, first of all, uh, I think Trump changed the game for because it's just too easy to make jokes when when he, when he came on on the scene about the personalities in the office in office, and now Biden is, is similarly just like a fucking clown show. So I think. And, and, one of my um, best mates, a really good comic I know, he's a good promoter as well. He does political stuff, not all, not all political, but a lot of it. He he's quite good though. But I, most people that I see doing political stuff are hacky. Most of the punchlines, like the punchline is like Trump or Boris Johnson here is so lazy. So he's an arsehole, just like the prime minister. And then the room cheers, and you're not doing comedy. You're getting you're getting a, a communist rally together. It's weird. It's weird. It's, so yeah, all, all the best Trump jokes were made in October. I'll give you November 2016. Right? Anything Even after before that, then, I think. Yeah. Most yeah. of it after that were hacky. Um, not ev- not everything, I'm sure, but most of the stuff you heard, it was lazy, hacky. Um, uh, you're using small hands as a punchline or, or tan. It's come on, you're on stage. <clears throat> it's what it's wild, but you know there are comics that can do it and do it well. But it's they're, they're it's rare, I think. But yeah, I I prefer to stay away from politics as well on on stage. Yeah, it's a, it's a difficult thing to to uh, try to be funny with, and you you're alienating half your audience no matter what you say. At least half your audience. Sometimes you can alienate a hundred percent of them, piss off everybody with it. So you know, but see, I I, I was told that. 
when you do comedy, if you do if you tell about yourself about your your life, it's funnier than doing politics, political jokes, or racist jokes, stuff like that. So I, I'm the comedian that talks about my lifestyle, how I grew up, because things are weird today compared to when I was growing up. You know, um, so you know back in the day, you you get the internet now. They ask for a date. Where back then, I had to go to the school to try to get a date, and when every girl I asked to go on a date with were my were related to me. They were my cousins. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did a joke recently about my high school because I can't do anything right. I can't cook. I can't build anything. I can't even do relationships right. I dated this girl I've known all my life in high school. We dated for two weeks in high school, and after the second week, on a Monday morning, she goes, "Jerry, I got some good news and bad news for you." I go, "What?" She goes, "We're related." I go, "What?" She goes, "You're my fifth cousin." I was like, that's impossible. She goes, what do that's you mean? Fine. Fifth cousin's I fine. said, I don't remember kissing my last four cousin. How'd you get the cousin number five? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fifth cousin. Come on. <laughs> that's barely related. But yeah, she said that we could still date. I said, no, after the fifth cousin, I kind of quit right there. <laughs> you know, if you're going to go cousin, that deep. The kid might just have one twitch here. That's all that will go wrong. It's fine. Yeah, if you're gonna go that deep, I mean, basically the whole human race is related. If you're gonna start going that, you know, my well, yeah, but I live in the, I live in the area, I live in the country where we got a lot of cows and cousins. And believe me, if you see my cousins, they all look like cows. <laughs> now, is that laugh that you you we're hearing now? Is that part of your your stage yes. persona? Everybody loves my laugh. People, go, Jerry, you laugh a lot. Do you laugh at your own jokes? I said yes. Why is that, Jerry? Because nobody else does. <laughs> It reminds me uh, of Jackie. Jackie does that a lot, and he didn't even know he was doing it. Jackie the Joke Man. He does. Yeah. It. He's been doing that for forty years and didn't know it until somebody pointed it out and played it back on tape for him. Is it? That's, is it the, that's the same thing, thing happened to me. That's the same exact thing that happened to me. Uh, I laughed a lot, and I didn't realize until like a couple of years ago. Someone said, "Jerry, you you should do that." I go, "What? Your laughter is hilarious. People love it." And I've been I've been doing a lot of zooms lately for the last couple of years. And they're like, Jerry, guess what? If we ever need you, we're going to hire you to come to our show just for your laughter. They want to hire me just for my laughter. The hell with the jokes. Just come for the laughter. <laughs> yeah. So when is the Funny Bone show? This Sunday? Yes, the Sunday in Albany, New York. Yep. Who else is on the bill? Do you know? Not Dwight. I don't know who's on the bill so far. I don't know if I get there. There's, they got now, some special guests coming up there. Yeah, because I've, I've seen a lot of national headliners, people I know who are big time playing that funny bone so it must be a it's a happening club right they, it mean, is but we also got two clubs up here we got we got the saratoga comedy works which a lot of celebrities go there too and perform oh yeah sanhope's gonna be there in uh yep. in august yeah uh, i think on my birthday really oh, no 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 he's gonna be in chicago on my birthday um but sometime around the end of august yeah he'll be up there so i yeah. met jamie i met jimmy walker at the funny bones i met dave coulier at the funny bones the coolest funny comedians of all time. I met the funny moments. Jerry Walker still, uh, Johnny Walker still working. Jimmy Walker. Yeah, Jimmy. Yeah, Jimmy Walker. Walker. Jimmy Walker. Yeah. yeah. Wow, he's got to be. He's older than me. He's, he's got to be seventy, right? He's doing Medicare commercials now. <laughs> really? <laughs> Dynamite. Dynamite. He's doing Dynamite Medicare commercials. <laughs> right. How often do you work? What's that? How often do you do, uh, do you work? How often are you out kicking? Well, I do the open mics during the week, but then I try I perform on weekends. Yeah, I actually have my own show that I do at home because with COVID, I created my own show. 
for an hour. So if people can't afford to come to my shows, I do. I give back to the community because they can't, you know, they can't come up. They can't afford because of COVID or some reason. So I kind of do like free shows on weekends sometimes if, I, if I'm available to the, my community so that they get back a little bit. That's pretty cool. Now, uh, I got your Facebook. I didn't see it gigs listed on your Facebook. So if people want to want to know more about you and follow I'll put you. A, I'll have my Facebook page. I, I put it on Facebook a lot. So I'll be putting more stuff on there. Okay. Now, you had a YouTube channel. I still uh, do. I still, still do. Yeah. It's under Jerry What the What Dime. I have a YouTube channel still. Everything that I performed on, I put on my YouTube channel. A lot of open mics and stuff that I've done through the years, I put on my uh, YouTube page. Are you doing TikTok at all? No. I have an account, but I haven't used it yet. So I'm getting there on that. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. It's, uh, you know what? I'm still learning about TikTok, too. I don't know yeah. how, how to make any of that stuff work. Yeah, I don't know. To me, a TikTok like tic tic tac. You put it yeah. in your mouth and it gives you clean breath. <laughs> <laughs> well, it, it, thank, thank you for uh, making a double, triple effort to make it to the show. We're actually uh, uh, just about out of time, though, because you got here late. But Well, I was trying I mean, to get on there. I'm sorry I had a hard time getting on, but I uh, made it. It is what it is. We appreciate you being here uh, and wish you great success. And uh, good luck with your show this Sunday over at. at thank Planet you. Planet. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Great, great seeing you guys. Bye. See you. Bye. Uh, Jerry Diamond. <laughs> uh, anyway, good. good. Uh, yeah. So thank you guys for um, bailing out here. And it took being... three of us to take Cat's place. What can we say? Yeah. Oh. I mean, oh, how many guys did it take to fill a pussy? Hey! <sighs> Get the fuck out of here. Jackie Martin would have loved that one. Well, let me just say this. And uh, you know I love you guys. Uh, but as guests, as guests, you guys are great. As guys just to hang out with, which I think this was pretty much uh, this show was, you guys are great. But as a guest host, uh, your, your job is to really support the guest even though – he might be like I'll tell. I'll give you an example. This uh, sat this Saturday, always fun. Last Saturday that just passed, we had a guy come up. Who, who, he was a member of the the party. He was family of the party, and he wanted to do a song. And I gave him my guitar, and it it was very apparent that he sucked. <clears throat> And the other guitar player that was there was doing nothing to support him, and I'm like, "You got to bail him out. You can't, you can't. He's dying over there. Do something to help." <laughs> And, and he didn't, and, and he, none of the band did. They they let him die. I mean, he was fucking, he, and they just let him die. And I feel like you guys would have no, let no, Jerry die. If I would have had Jerry now, on for an hour, you guys would have let him. It took Jerry fucking. forty minutes to get on, so I thought if he's got five ten minutes, let him let him. You know, yeah, that's yeah. what it was. Let him fucking talk. It was his story. Um, yeah, but you also have to, you also have to fake a laugh like really hard at everything he okay. said. Five. That's my fault. I, I can't take it. I, I, I jokes like that. I really do. The thing is, though, not that it's the same situation, but I can go and watch a hilarious comic and not laugh sometimes because I'm thinking yeah. about a joke. No, I so know. That's what I was doing today. Oh, I get it. I was thinking about... I felt, hmm. I felt your hysteria. I felt it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah, no, I get it. I mean, I've seen my head a couple times. That's kind of like a lot. That's the, that works. Even this will work. Yes, I, I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate the effort as well. 
Who's who's making a phone call? It's beep, 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 beep. No, I think my I think my earbuds are dying. <laughs> oh, that's what that awesome. earbuds are dying. <laughs> All right, I get well, a Chinese I, lady of mine telling me to ch- please charge on time. I don't even know what that means. Uh, Ow. Oh. Nineteen cents for the next three minutes, please. Why well, was oh, yeah. that? Can I do my accent now? <laughs> yeah. So, uh, any guys? I know. Uh, you, I know you two guys have nothing at, at least until Edinburgh coming up. William, you got something coming up soon? Show. The um, show coming up is I have July 29th in Sioux Falls at the Icon Lounge, and then I'm going to be in Valley Springs July 30th. And then in Sea City, Iowa on August 5th at Whiskey Day. All right, your stuff is dying, but I'm just curious how you get into Sioux Falls. You get driving to Sioux Falls from Grand New Mexico? Uh, I think I'm taking the bus, actually. Wow. Brutal. Brutal way to fucking travel in, in, in the internet. <laughs> I know. You got to do what you got to do. I don't have a choice. I know you do. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I'm, so, uh, I'm giving make you these sure- gigs no matter what. I get it. Send me your promo stuff, and I'll share it on all my stuff. Make sure, make sure I get all your promo stuff for all that stuff. Yeah, for sure. I'll send it. All right. Thank you guys for uh, helping out today. I appreciate it very much. Nice meeting you, man. All right. See ya. See ya. Bye for now. I'm taking you all out one at a time. As you came in, in the order you came. No, not in the order you came in. Anyway, uh, two pigs and a uh, two pigs and a con. <laughs> um, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. I appreciate everybody being here today. Uh, tomorrow, Dean O'Hara and Dangerous Dave Sidwell will be the guests on the morning program. Tonight on uh, Mind Dog TV, uh, I got to pull, pull up his name now. Barry? Is it Barry? Oh, Ryan Livingston, who is an author, will be with me tonight. Uh, Pretty much the same old, same same routine for Mind Dog TV. I hope you'll join me then. I got to get out of here. I got to, you know what? I'm back into my depression stuff. I'm going to have to give uh, um, Colin Jamie a, an offline message about uh, having a meeting to get me out of, and we need an intervention for me to get me out of this funk. But in the meantime, thanks for coming today. Always remember to turn on your radio. Bye for now.
listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. Listen to me, listen to me, listen to me now. 